Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 839. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with the Psalm of David 103. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get into this Psalm of David, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So again, we have one of David's Psalms, and it's always interesting here before we start wondering when this was written, and it doesn't say, but maybe we can figure it out. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. So what do you think? When do you think David wrote this song? Is this a song of a young shepherd? Is this a song of David who is fleeing from Saul? Is it a song of the young king? Is it a song of 
the king around the time of Bathsheba and and when things go very wrong? Is this a song of David who loses his throne temporarily to his son Absalom? Or is it a song of an older David? What do you think? Personally, I think that this is a song of an older David. It's a song of someone who things have gone well and things have gone badly, who has done well and at times has really, really screwed up. And so David knows, I think, if if this is written when I think it is, that God loves him and that God can even love someone flawed like him, like me, like you, and that God forgives So praise the Lord, my soul, my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, my soul, forget not his benefits. Don't forget what it is like to be in relationship with God. And then he jumps into, he forgives your sins and heals your diseases, redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. So he takes you from broken and fixes you and puts you together with love satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And that's one of those phrases that I say, this sounds to me like someone who is my age, not someone who is 20 years old and king. This is someone who has had youthful vigor and wants to have it renewed, is no longer feeling as vigorous as he was. That's what I'm thinking. It's someone who knows that that vigor does fade, whether it has faded for him or not. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Notice the phrase that the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. The Lord is in the midst working for making things right. And the Lord has a special care for those who are oppressed for those who don't have power. And it is easy for us to forget to be on the side of those who are oppressed. But that's dangerous because it puts us on the opposite side of God. Because God is working for justice for all the oppressed. says he made his ways known to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, He's compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. Again, this sounds to me like someone who knows sin and who knows forgiveness, who understands that God doesn't want to be angry with us. He is slow to anger like that loving father, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever, but... This is someone who has seen the anger of God. This is someone who has been accused. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. He doesn't destroy me when I deserve to be destroyed. He forgives. He is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. It begs the question of, shouldn't we also then be gracious slow to anger, and abounding in love. How should we react to those around us if we are children of this heavenly Father? 
this Father who is slow to anger, abounding in love, and gracious, full of grace. Shouldn't we be that way also? I think of that story that Jesus tells about the servant who has forgiven this great debt, but then goes out and abuses one of the servants, one of the other servants who owes him something, and who is thrown into the dungeon at the end of that story. So certainly something we should learn from. God is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I live in California. It has come up from time to time. David is saying that God takes my sins that are done here in California, and it's as if he puts them over on the East Coast where I cannot possibly see them, where he is not looking at them, because so great is his love for me. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And so we use this analogy of God as father, not because it's exactly literal. It's something that helps us understand the relationship. Now, terrible for you. It's terrible for those who have not known a loving father. Um, I, I think I've told the story before of a friend of mine who grew up in the ghetto, not because he couldn't afford to live elsewhere, but because his father was doing ministry there and understood that when he was trying to describe God as father, he saw the blank look on the kids that he was talking to and realized they needed to see what a loving father was like. So he moved his family into that neighborhood so that he could act out, so he could live out what a caring and loving father is supposed to be. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Like the life of mortals is like grass, they flourish like a flower in the field. The wind blows over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. So we are not all that. (laughs) We are not long-lived. We are not the center of the universe. We are dust. We have come from dust, and to dust we will return. That doesn't mean that in between can't be great, certainly with flowers in the field. They flourish and they're gorgeous and it's wonderful, but they're not the center of everything and they go away and it all happens too fast. We had news of the death of a friend this week and we are reminded once again that it all goes too fast or it feels like it from our point of view. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenants and remember to obey his precepts. I remember hearing a long time ago a a book that I was reading by a Christian author who was talking about in the law that there are curses that are given for those who disobey the law to their children's children and that there are blessings to those who obey the law to their children's children. And I think it was four generations or so. And the author asked a question whether that was God who was blessing or whether the act of us being faithful is a blessing to other generations. And I think it 
it's a good question because I think both can be happening, but it is certainly a blessing to have a parent who loves the Lord and who passes that love on to us. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. And David reminds us, as so many of the psalmists do, that God is in his heaven and everything is all right. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. And so David ends up, as David often ends up in Psalms, in praise of God. In praise of God who made all, who is still working in his creation to bring justice, who is still working in his creation to bring healing and forgiveness. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.